Hello, friends. Let's dive straight in to another juicy what would Monica do question. I know we had a break for a few weeks. I am just like on a roll of like wanting to pump out really informative content for you guys that are going to help you. That is going to, that are going to, that is going to help you. That's bad English, Monica. That is going to help you. So if I have a little break sometimes between the what Monica do questions, it's just because I have something that feels more important to educate you guys on. And then we will get back to the questions. As a reminder, join the behind the scenes bubble and you can leave your questions in the what would Monica do thread, which you'll see once you join that telegram group um, of the behind the scenes bubble, as well as um, all the past behind the scenes as well. So the good thing is when you join the behind the scenes bubble, you don't just get from like now on, you also can scroll back to when it started um, last year when I was still living in New York. So it's kind of nice. You get to see like you know, the transition of me in a way that Instagram doesn't always show because you can't go through my Instagram archive, through my Instagram story archive. Um, but you can kind of go through the behind the scenes bubble archive in a way, which is kind of nice. So let's jump in. Today we have a question from Bronte. And I feel like a lot of you guys are going to find insight on this, um, whether you're in this relationship or not. Sorry, whether you're in this situation or not, it is something that a lot of us are curious about. And I think that what I'm going to share with you will help you to ensure that you are showing up as your best self in the relationship and um, preventing these things happening when possible. So let's just listen to her question. Monica, my partner of five years has just ended our relationship. We live together and have a dog. He's honestly the most amazing man and I don't want to lose him. Basically, the breakup would stew to a buildup of things, mostly the aftermath of COVID. He would supporting us both financially a lack of physical intimacy due to stress, and in his words, a strong father-daughter dynamic, plus my inability to regulate my emotions and relying on him for everything. He said this led to him feeling under extreme pressure. He's asked for us to take time apart indefinitely with the hope of coming together again in the future. And he wants me to respect him by giving him time and space. I've found a house nearby and I'm moving out soon, but I'm so scared of losing him. How do I trust him to come back? What would you do? Thank you. Okay, this is a great question. And um, obviously, firstly, I'm sorry that this has happened because there is... There are some, yeah, that's not really an ideal thing to be feeling. There are definitely better feelings in the world to be feeling than heartbreak. But with that being said, I love that you are taking initiative and wanting to dive in and take responsibility for your side of things. So firstly, what I want to say is I can already tell that there is like um, a healthy, let's, I'm, I don't know the relationship that well, but I can tell that you're coming from a really healthy place because you're actually taking responsibility for, um, and kind of owning and being okay with what he said about the father daughter dynamic, you being really reliant on him, all that kind of stuff. So it's not actually that you are blaming him or, um, saying that you had no fault. So that in and of itself is like huge in my opinion, um, because if someone can't take self-responsibility, they're not going to change their future. This is like the one, this is one of the most common things that really slows people down in building the life they want to live. And that is a lack of self-responsibility. People find it easier to play victim to their past and not take self-responsibility and instead choose to believe that their past dictates their future. 
this doesn't mean that past situations aren't shitty. It doesn't mean that it was a, it was un, it wasn't unfair of what happened to you. Like those things are all valid. Um, what it means though is that you can still choose how you shape your future by tuning into the kind of beliefs that you want to believe, tuning into the kind of actions that you want to be taking. And just focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. So that was kind of random tangent. Coming back to the question. So a couple of things I want to address. Firstly, I think COVID fucked, not I think, I actually know from the research that COVID has really fucked our nervous systems for a lot of us. So, you know, you saying that it kind of all started really happening since COVID and whatnot, like one, you are not alone in this, Bronte. Um, Unfortunately, COVID uh, especially in Australia, I'm assuming that you live in Australia because you're, you have an Australian accent, but obviously I, you know, you might not live in Australia, especially in Australia. I've noticed that because of the way that they conducted themselves with the lockdowns, it has caused a lot more trauma than, um, for people say in America, because lockdowns were conducted a little bit differently. So something to just consider is that there needs to be some trauma healing done from COVID for majority of us. And the trauma trauma healing is really going to be around like stress and your nervous system and anxiety. For a lot of us, there has been like a, like an acute level of stress, depression, anxiety, you know, you name it, hormonal issues, skin issues, like all of these things really surfaced for a lot of people during COVID. And I actually did a really, I did a, um, I did a podcast on this when I was living in Tulum in 2021. So this earlier this year, um, Early this year? No, Jesus Christ. We're in 2022, Monica. <laughs> Early last year, um, around how COVID can affect dating. And really what I was talking about was around like attachment styles, that for a lot of people, they became a very anxious attachment style. They they, they kind of dropped into a very anxious style of attachment um, because of the anxiety they were constantly feeling during COVID because of this fear of being alone, because of this lack of intimacy, this lack of connection. So people were really trying to obtain it from their partners and they had a lot of scarcity around losing it. So it would cause this anxiety around it. So that might've happened to you as well um, in regards to that. The other thing that I want to mention and address from your question um, was that you said, you know, that you got that he wants to take take uh, space apart indefinitely and um, with with the hope of one day coming back together. I mean, personally, I think that's great that he has said, um, you know, with the hope of coming back together, if that is what he said, because you have to believe, Bronte, that if it's meant to be, it's going to be. I mean... I see too many women, and I did this in the past, where, you know, they are fighting for a relationship that they or this guy they're dating that they think is the one. And then they, and this happened to me, and then they actually meet the fucking one and they're like, oh my God, why did I fight for that guy? And that doesn't mean, oops, sorry, that doesn't mean that your current, well, your ex, you know, the partner that you've been with for a long time, that doesn't mean that he isn't the one. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if he is the one, you guys will come back together. And personally, and the one I've seen with a lot of my, a lot of my clients and for myself, the most, the best thing that you can do to have peace is work on yourself. Trust that if it's meant to be, it's going to be come back to your own 
best fucking energy and focus on doing the things in your life that bring you enjoyment and fun because that energy is going to attract in him or somebody better again. You going down a dark hole for a long period of time isn't going to help. Now go down a dark hole for a period of time if you need to, to grieve, to process. Don't shove that under the carpet by any means. You need to let yourself feel all of that because in a lot of that grief and that pain, there's going to be a lot of nuggets of wisdom for yourself of where you need to heal, like what you need to heal, where you need to look, um, and like what you need to go into. There, Whenever we're in moments of pain, friends, there is... There is so much, there there are so many lessons, there's so many nuggets, there's so much wisdom and self-reflection in those moments of pain, where if we never had those moments of pain, we would never know where we need to look at within ourselves. And when you know where to look at within yourself and you know what to work on, then you become a better version of yourself. Like even for myself, even there'll be moments, you know, this even happened like this week where there were moments of pain and it allowed, and I, and I, I don't take this then as like, oh my God, pull me. Instead, I actually let myself have a victim moment. I do for about three seconds. I like fully go into victim mode. And then I'm like, okay, what do I need to look at in here? Like what is causing this to happen? What self-responsibility do I need to take? Where do I need to change my mindset? Where do I need to show up differently to allow me to have more peace in my life? Because at the end of the day, like if you are telling yourself a story all the time, you're going to see that story is proof. If you're constantly telling yourself, for example, that all men are dicks, you are only going to be seeing that proof of all men are dicks. You have to, and if you want to, I mean, if you if you want to attract in a really amazing relationship, you have to decide to, to choose the new story of men are here to support so to support me or men are here to love me or men are, men are safe or whatever it is that you want to tell yourself because then you're going to start to see that. This is just about our reticular activating system. Google it if you don't know what it is. Our reticular activating system is such an important thing to be aware of because the story that you tell yourself is what you are going to see in your life. And we have so much research to now prove this with the placebo effect, with, you know, confirmation bias, all that kind of stuff. We, we, this is not a woo-woo concept. This is a factual fucking concept. And it doesn't mean that you need to ignore your pain. It means feel your pain and then choose a story that is going to make you feel better and not keep you in the pain all the time. That doesn't mean though, that doesn't mean ignore red flags. That doesn't mean ignore, you know, constant issues popping out. It doesn't mean ignore things. It just means like choose a better story and also like be still be like self-aware. Like there's always a line with those things, right? There's always a line. Um, Okay. So what I was saying, Bronte, was like, obviously, it's a really good sign that he has said that we're going to come, like, with the hope of coming back together. What I don't want you to do, personally, what I think you should not do, is hang on to that. Because if you hang on to, we're coming back together, we're coming back together, we're coming back together, we're coming back together, whilst that can be comforting in moments, so sometimes it might be something that you actually need to hang on to for a moment, if you are hanging on to that 100% of the time, what can happen then is you close off other opportunities in life. You close off a huge chunk of your life because you are pigeonholing yourself into this man. You are actually continuing to make him your source of safety. You are continuing to be reliant on him and your relationship with him rather than 
living your life. And if you guys come back together, fucking great. But if you don't, you will then not have resentment and self-hate towards yourself where you're like, oh my God, I fucking wasted a year of my life thinking that we were going to get back together and we didn't. And I could have done X, Y, and Z in those years. I personally think that one of the worst things to feel is self-resentment and self-hate of like, I knew I shouldn't have been doing this for a whole year and I did it anyway. And the way that you can prevent that is like serious self-awareness and boundaries within yourself. A lot of people, they don't have the self-discipline and the self-boundaries to be like, I know it feels painful to go and live my life right now. I'm not saying yes to this, Bronte. I'm just like going on a tangent. I, I know for I know it feels painful to be like, you know what? I'm going to go move to Paris for a year, live my best fucking single life. And if we come back together, great. And if we don't, like at least I haven't wasted a year or at least I haven't not wasted a year, but you know what I mean? At least I haven't had a pity party for a whole year. At least I've done a lot of things in my year. I've met new people. I've made new friends. Maybe you've had some hot sex with some Parisian dudes, whatever it is. Um, it feels very, very hard to have the self-discipline and the self-boundaries to go and do that. It feels easier to kind of, you know, wait around every day hoping for his phone call. But when a year passes and you look back, it won't feel easier. It will feel a lot worse. Friends, if you don't already know this, I have a bunch of audio tracks that you can buy on my website. And there's ones like plenty of food reprogramming tracks, which is amazing, especially if you have some sort of binge eating issue. The plenty of food is going to be really helpful because it's going to help with the trauma response of why you're going into overeating, which is a whole whole other topic of conversation. But I also have amazing manifestation audios. They are so fucking good. I am giving you these smaller audio tracks that you can throw in throughout your day so that you can do them when you're walking, you can do them when you're driving, you can do them when you're getting ready for the day. And they're just really upbeat because for me, I need to like get into the fucking vibe and feel high vibe. And like I'm dancing around to feel that excitement of the manifestations that are going to come into my life. Manifestation is a somatic experience. You have to feel it in your body in order for it to come to you. So if you don't already have my manifestation tracks, I'm going to put the link below and you can check them all out. I've got journaling ones so that you feel high vibe when you're journaling because that's really important. I've got walking ones. I've got getting ready for the day ones. And then I'm also going to be releasing really shortly, or they might already be out by now, um, ones for driving, an extra one, another one for walking. And I'm just going to really keep going because they're fun. I love making them and I love using them. So all the details for that is below. Let's jump back into the episode. So something that is a really important practice that you all can start doing is just literally thinking of your future self. I do this all the time. Would my future self be mad if I didn't in, in six months, in six months time, if I didn't invest in, my, in this thing? Yes. Okay. Get the fucking thing. Do like take the fucking investment, buy the fucking house, whatever it is. Would my future self be mad if I didn't get on the plane and go on a solo adventure and, you know, be without my boyfriend for a week? If yes, go on the fucking solo adventure, for example. It is so much harder to do those things, but it is such a good tool and practice to have when you are able to know yourself well enough where you can do that, where you can jump into your future self for a second and just think, like, would I be happy or mad? Like, this is a really basic example, but I'm in New York again at the moment. And um, my boyfriend's coming up tonight. And last night, so my mom's flight, my mom came to like 
do all of the house and everything like that. We will over on the podcast soon, so don't worry, um, to answer all your questions about the interior design things. Um, but uh, my mom's flight was delayed a whole day. So initially she was flying out Thursday afternoon. I was flying to New York Friday night. She ended up flying back home to Australia on uh, Friday, like, you know, around middle of the day. And I was then flying Friday night. And so it was kind of chaotic. And I was like, you know, kind of stressing, running around the house a bit, trying to get my fucking outfit sorted. You know, I'm trying to pack for a whole week, two seasons because we're going, we're in New York, right? Well, I'm in New York right now. He's coming tonight. We're in New York till Wednesday. And then we fly to Bermuda um, to go have business meetings. And so we have to pack like two seasons, but I don't want to take a whole fucking suitcase. I only want carry on. So it was like, oh my God, trying to pack for winter and summer. And it was just like a lot, right? Um, and of course there were moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just fucking fly tomorrow. Like, should I just fly tomorrow and not fly tonight? And I had to do the hard thing where I had to be like, and I'm like, kind of like a little bit teary by the way, because I was like, just so like a bit wound up and just like, oh my God, I fucking hate doing this. Um, and I, we just, we're not very good with it when we separate, to be honest in the moment, we're not very good when we separate. And then after it happens, I'm like, we're great. You know, it's just like in that moment, it's just obviously sad which isn't a bad thing. It's actually a very like secure attachment style. It's a good thing of like to be sad in the moment, but then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're like in your own energy and you feel safe. Um, so you're not getting your safety from your partner, for example, your partner can make you feel safe though. Don't confuse that. Like my boyfriend makes me feel so safe, right? Like we are each other's home. Um, yeah, we are each other's home. And I can make myself feel safe and he can make himself himself feel safe so that when, you know, I'm like a bit teary about leaving him for, let me just also say less than 24 hours, lol. Um, <laughs> the love is real. Uh, when I get to the airport and I'm good to go, then I'm like, you know, and I'm reading my book on the plane and in peace and no one's fucking talking to me or annoying me. I'm like happy as a pig in mud, right? Point being is, so I'm packing up, packing up, and I'm like, oh my God, should I just go tomorrow? Which would have mean I would have had less time alone. I know I needed some alone time. I needed a me day. I needed to sleep in a bed by myself. I needed to wake up by myself. I needed to have, I just needed a fucking selfish day, right? I just really needed a selfish day where I didn't have to worry about anybody else. I didn't have to have anybody else on my, on my like time schedule, whatever you want to call it. And so, I just stopped for a moment and I was like, I just fucking feel shit. Like I don't want to go tonight, but I know tomorrow I'm going to be really grateful that I, that I pushed myself and I've gone tonight. And I, I, there was a part of me that was like, I know tomorrow I'm going to be mad if I, that that I didn't go the night before. Um, I would, I would kind of think like that was just pathetic Monica. So I pulled my shit together and I went to the airport. Well, he drove me to the airport. I got my plane and I am glad that I made that decision. We can make those decisions, friends, in the smallest of moments. We don't need to wait for the huge moments to make those decisions. Small moments, right? Would I feel better about myself tomorrow morning if I ate a more wholesome meal than just getting some like shitty takeaway? Make that make that higher quality decision. It's about making high quality decisions for you that it's going to make you feel better about yourself. So, Bronte, this is your time where you get to make high quality decisions for yourself, where you get to do you, you get to find yourself again, you get to work on yourself. Like, make this period of your life. How fucking exciting! Like, I kind of am jealous. Um, make this period of your life where it's just about you, right? Because the reality is. 
is that when I'm manifesting for you, when you guys come back together, it'll probably be a done fucking deal, right? Because you both will have found yourself, done work on yourself, and you're, you are choosing very consciously to come back together, which is a beautiful thing because it means that you really, really, really do love each other because you've gone away for, let's say you went away for a year and you weren't together. You went away for a year, you did so much work on yourself, and you came back together as the highest quality versions of yourself. I mean, fuck, I'm excited for you guys um, when that happens. Or if that happens with an even better person that's even more suited to you. Like you have to remember that the universe is, or whatever you believe in, things are always working out in your favor, even when they don't make sense. Even when you need to get my walking manifestation meditations and everything, Bronte, they'll help you a lot. Even when it seems like this is the worst fucking thing happening to me ever. Why the fuck is this happening? Everything is crumbling. I guarantee you that you will look back and be like, that made so much fucking sense. I'm so glad all those crumbling things happened. I'm so glad all these things happened. Uh, I look back on moments and I'm like, I'm so glad that happened. And I remember in the moment being in so much emotional pain or so much physical pain. And now I literally look back and I'm like, huh, that makes so much sense. I would do that again. Like I like I would do things again that were painful to get me to the place where I where I'm in now. Um, what was I gonna say as well? So this is an exciting time for yourself, Bronte, where you get to focus. Let's say like like don't what I would actually be doing to help you feel more secure as well is to possibly put a timeline on it for you so that you're not feeling like you are being like the show is being run by him, run by him. So maybe you decide, you know what? I need to take self-responsibility for all of my shit. I need, I need 12 months to work on myself. I'm not going to date. I'm not going to do whatever. Like you set the ground rules for yourself. You set the boundaries for yourself. Um, And that's going to feel really empowering to not feel like you are at his beck and call waiting for him to pick up the phone. You decide, you know what, I'm taking 12 months. So even if he decides to pick up the phone, it's like, okay, babe, I'm ready to get you, like have you back. You can be like, I love that. I'm yes, I need three more months. I'm working on myself and I want to come back to you as the best version of myself. Like how sexy is that? He will be fucking turned on, right? And you will be turned on so that when you guys come back together, he knows you have done so much fucking work on yourself. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you guys. Um, so use this year to, to invest in your own healing, to invest in your personal growth. And that doesn't just mean hiring healers, coaches, blah, blah, blah. That means like going on trips alone. Like the best, one of the best ways to get to know yourself, in my opinion, is traveling alone. Like it is triggering. It is challenging. It is stressful. And that is the best way to get to know yourself and feel like you have got you to find yourself, to know yourself, to have fun by yourself. Like I fantasize about just Parisian days, you know, by myself, wandering around, doing my thing. And let me tell you guys, I've had days walking around Paris once when I was living in London. So like shit was fucking kind of crap then. Like, and then I, you know, I was struggling with obviously being so, so far away from my friends and family, but I would have days where I'd be walking around Paris and, you know, some days would be really good and some days would be really, really hard. And this sounds kind of sad, but like what got me through was literally my job and my work and connecting and helping people every day. Um, and knowing that I was changing lives. Um, and I, even though there was, there were days in Paris where they were so hard. And like, some of you might remember I left, I had like a big, I did a big Paris trip and I was meant to stay there for like two weeks. Um, 
And I actually ended up flying back to London because I was so, so homesick that I was like, I just need to get back to my own bed X, Y, Z. And I don't think I had jelly at that time. Did I? No, I didn't have jelly at that time. Anyway, so I was very, very, very alone. Um, and even though there was real, there's really painful memories associated with Paris. I also like dream about just being in Paris alone again and actually allowing myself to have those moments where I hear my own pain. I hear my own thoughts because there is so much growth and evolution that happens in those pain and thoughts. And when you, you know, when you are constantly go, 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 you often don't hear them and don't feel them. So traveling alone, being alone, having space in your calendar and everything and not having plans, it is triggering, but it is also so fucking healing. Um, okay. This is a long, what would Monica do, but hopefully it helps you guys. Um, Okay. The last thing I want to say is that he said that he really wants you to respect this. Respect is everything to a man, Bronte and everyone. It is everything to a man. It is love to us, right? It is like, if we, like we, we want attention, they will respect. Like think of it like that. So imagine if you asked your boyfriend for attention and he was like, no, I'm not giving you attention. That would be heartbreaking. Your boyfriend has asked you for respect don't give him the heartbreak of you not giving him that respect. Really give him that respect. Do not talk to him. Do not text him. Whatever the boundaries are and the ground rules are, maybe you guys need to actually make some up, some boundaries and ground rules so that you feel really safe in knowing like what like what are the boundaries and ground rules. Like I don't know your situation. If you don't have any family around, for example, if there's an emergency, are you still allowed to phone him? And can he be a reliable source to, you know, be there at the hospital with you. Are you guys on any documents together where there are sometimes, you know, going to need to be like, hey, you know, our our phone bill has come in or our water bill has come in or whatever it is. Like what are going to be the boundaries and ground rules? Is it that you guys organize on a Thursday at this exact time, you have a one hour conversation and you go over like those house admin things that need to be gone over and then you don't talk for the rest of the week set like set up ground rules, set up boundaries. Um, this is even if you're in a relationship, ground rules, boundaries, gender roles, like structures, like all those kind of things are so fucking helpful. Um, so that both of you feel respected and, and honored. And there isn't this like guessing or stress all the time as well. So I really hope this helps Bronte. Um, also I want to share with you guys that I've opened up a sales page for my mini one-on-ones. If you guys remember, I, I recently just opened them and a bunch of you guys took some spaces for the rest of the year. I've opened up the sales page for mini one-on-one that if you need that extended payment plan that you book your space in for uh, like now, because otherwise you will miss out and there aren't any exceptions. So I hope this episode was so helpful to you guys. As usual, please tag me, Monarchy Hates Health and Feminine as Fuck in your Instagram stories when you share it. If you haven't left a review, please, please, please do so. It's really helpful for helping other people find the episode. I love reading their reviews. I do read all the reviews. They're really beautiful to read. Um, And uh, yeah, for any long-term listeners that haven't left a review, I would really appreciate that little value exchange from you guys. It means the world to me. Don't forget, if you want to leave a question for What Would Monica Do, then please join the Behind the Scenes Bubble and then you can leave your question in the What Would Monica Do thread. All the questions get answered. Um, So yeah, that's it for me today. (laughs) Have a lovely the rest of your day everybody I'll talk to you soon